0: My name is Elliot, my pronouns are she, they, and I will be the GM.
1: Hello, uh, my name is Dexter. I was previously in the Dungeons & Drama Nerds uh, Apocalypse World arc. I played as Sydney, and I am here uh, to join in Elliot's uh, run of Blades in the Dark.
2: My name's Nick. Uh, Those of you who listen to Dungeons & Drama Nerds will recognize me as one of the co-hosts of the podcast, and I'm excited to uh, play Blades in the Dark.
3: Uh, hi all I am T or Tess, uh, either is fine. Um, I uh, use she or they pronouns, and I was previously also in the Apocalypse World season, uh, season one, or Apocalypse World arc of season one, uh, and I'm a player as well.
4: Hi, uh, I'm Whitney Lane Meltz, uh, my pronouns are they, them, and I am new to the podcast joining for this campaign of Blades in the Dark.
5: Hi, I'm Ren, she, her, hers. Um also a newbie to this podcast, as well as gameplay in general. So very delighted and excited for all of you seasoned to um, welcome me here.
2: And I'll just state uh, Nick again, and my pronouns are he, him.
0: Before getting into characters, um, I would like to kind of do a very quick summary of like the world. I don't know how much people have read of the book, So I think it would be helpful just to do a very quick summary to get everyone on the same page, especially for like character building and crew. So uh, we're going to be playing in Duskfall, which is sometimes called uh, Duskwall or just the Dusk. So picture a late industrial mashup between Venice, London and Prague. uh, Perpetually dark, haunted by ghosts. And about a thousand years ago, there was a cataclysm. It shattered the earth into the Shattered Isles in the map that uh, I have put in the Rule twenty. Uh, the sun was banished. There's no sun. It's perpetually dark. And also the gates of death were broken. There's ghosts. It's haunted. So the city is surrounded by lightning towers that try to like, they keep these spirits and these horrors out. Those are all out in the Deathlands where people are not living. And so to power them, ships of Leviathan hunters go out and extract this ectoplasmic blood from these massive demonic terrors. So... With a whole like crime setting, this basically keeps your crew stuck in the city. When the heat is up and you are heavily wanted, there's not really anywhere to go. So there is not much escaping of consequences of your actions. Uh so like with the haunted, with the haunted part of the game, whenever somebody dies, its spirit is gonna get free within a few days, and then it can just wander the world and wreak its havoc. So different regions of the world deal with that in a lot of ways. Uh, In Duskval, there's spirit bells that ring at the bellwether crematorium, basically whenever somebody dies, and that alerts the spirit wardens who will go to collect the body and destroy the spirit before it becomes a ghost. But obviously, they don't get all of them. So the city is pretty haunted to the core. And it's just the supernatural is all around Duskval. So that is the the basics. Did anyone have any questions about that?
1: I just
2: love that it's like... A city powered by whaling, except instead of whaling, it's literal demons.
0: (laughs) Yeah, literal massive demons that aren't described at all. They're horrifying.
4: (laughs) Yeah, no, I'm really entertained by the fact that it's just like, there's a whole bunch of eldritch horror
0: stuff happening, but that's outside. We're inside. It's fine.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Everything's fine.
0: I'm going to do a quick like review of all the different playbooks and then we could talk about who wants what. And then I think for character creation, instead of uh, everyone just kind of making it, I think I'm going to slow it down so I can really talk about like with heritage. What are these different places? Like, let's go over backgrounds and some of that other stuff.
3: I, uh, I have that section of the book like three times and I still just can't grok like which one is which. And I always like mix them up when I'm talking about it. So it's super helpful. I really appreciate it.
0: I have read this several times.
2: I was going to say, I, I'll i admit, I don't find all of the playbook names, like, totally intuitive. I'm starting to remember which is which, but definitely not all of them.
0: Yeah, my prep for session zero was, how can I make this as intuitive and accessible as possible? <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I have, like, as much information as I could, like, possibly give, like, trying to assume, okay, what if somebody has never read this book? I got you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so as a refresher, there is first the Cutter, who is good at winning fights with inti- with violence and intimidation. So this is the one if you want to, like, get your way. The Hound is good at tracking things down and also long-distance combat. So if you want to choose your battles, Hunter's a good one. The Leech is pretty good at alchemy and wrecking stuff with sabotage. So this is more getting creative with weird tools. The lurk is good at sneaking around and breaking into places. So, the slinky kind of rogue type. Slide is good at social situations and subterfuge. So, if you like manipulating, deceiving people. Spider, which is one of the ones that we didn't have, uh, good at masterminding maneuvers. So, this is the spider's kind of more of like a, a support. So, good at ass- like assisting teammates and dealing with factions. And then the whisper is the spooky playbook, good at magical stuff, dealing with ghosts. So this is all about meddling with arcane powers. So uh, who is interested in what?
4: I think I'd like to stick with Leech, if everyone's all right with that. OK. sure.
0: Um, if you do bring up Leech, that's one of the ones that I, I think really helped with the item descriptions, because like bandolier of Alchemicals there's a long description in the book about it because you can choose between a lot of different items. So like if you pull down on that, I put in descriptions for all of those items, which I hope that makes that oh. easier. Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah. This is why I, I did the playbook like that. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Okay, so we have a leech.
5: I think I'm gonna stick with slide as well. Okay.
2: I feel like there was maybe some discussion at our at our one shot of I I feel as though Dex and Tess and I all gravitated toward the like big burly type, which I ended up playing in the one shot we did. But I definitely do not have to. So would either of you like a shot at the at at. The Cutter, which to me is
3: the only one that kind of obviously says. Being I'm early. good with any of them, honestly. I <laughs> uh, I liked playing the Whisperer for the one-shot. Um, probably not going to do Whisperer again, so if anyone wants it, that is open. Um, but I'm also potentially looking at doing a Lurk as well. Uh, so Or a Spider. So I've got, I don't have characters prep for any of them. I was just looking through and I was like, those are the f- like three that I'd be interested in. Would be uh, Lurk,
1: Spider, or Cutter. But no strong preference, so. I also have no strong preference. Uh, I'm not entirely sure I want to play the Whisper, just because I haven't looked in depth at that class quite yet. And T played it to perfection during the one shot, so not sure if I should do it. Um, But other than that, I'm kind of okay with going for the Hound or the Cutter, so uh, I'm going to be completely unhelpful here.
0: (laughs) Decision making is hard. Is there an app
5: to allow people to virtually draw,
2: um, <laughs> draw lots? <laughs> <laughs> well, we, could roll, we could roll dice and roll twenty um, mm. and just see that. But I, I don't. Let me. Sorry, I'm skimming the um, the spider mm-hmm. playbook, which I don't really remember. Um, yeah, that
0: didn't come up what, in the one shot. So yeah,
2: that
5: was, that was my second choice. Um, but decided not to do that.
2: Yeah, you know, I think I might... Elliot, the way the way you explained it as, like, the support playbook, hadn't, I hadn't really cottoned on to that mm-hmm. aspect of it, and now I'm kind of interested in that, so I think I might give up the cutter and try out a spider if nobody else wants to lay claim to
3: it. It's all yours.
0: Yeah, like, spider really goes into, like, support and also, like, I think, like, kind of being the... Negotiator, like when really dealing with a bunch of the factions.
3: Yeah, Tess. Which did you say you were? You were looking at Uh, Cutter, Spider, and Lurk. So you can ask Spider if you want it. Okay. Yep, Spider is the one of the three. Like that was like my least of the three. So. Okay. Uh, Dex, I'm probably gonna go Lurk then. Do you want Cutter? Sounds good. (laughs) All yours.
0: Okay, so no Hound. So I'm gonna go ahead and just get rid of that one be gone hound (laughs) okay cool so now things are less cluttered uh so let's go step by step there is i put in handouts so there is uh the character creation it's also if you like the sheets uh pdf open it's the second one so next is heritage so um I'm gonna quickly go over and summarize like some of these, like all the heritages in this world. Do you remember when you pick one, you get experience at the end of a session if you express your beliefs, drives, heritage or background. So like, this is a thing that you can get experience for. And you can also be from like wherever in this world. But like, if you are not from a chorus where Duskball is like, did you immigrate here? Has your family been local for a while? Like, how does that, how does that fit into your role in the city? So first uh, is Acoros, which is where Duskval is. There's also a map in the handouts of the Shattered Isles. So this is largest, most industrialized land in the Imperium, home to the capital city, as well as Duskval. Uh, pretty diverse conglomeration of cultures that all like grew up in close proximity to, like, to each other for centuries. So a bit like Europe. If you're interested more in like, being a rootless wanderer, there's the Dagger Isles. So the people there grew up on ships and they travel a lot before they settle down, uh, known as corsairs, uh, merchants, and they live without lightning barriers. So they deal with the spirits in different ways. Uh, if you are interested in being like from a culture that's considered more like foreign from Duskval, then uh, there's Arruvia, which is like a rich and powerful desert kingdom, which is like far to the south. Another pretty diverse land, lots of varying cultures, similar to Old Persia, Egypt, and India. If you want to be from a place considered more like wild, there is Severos. So there's a few imperial settlements, but mostly they live in like nomadic horse tribes that are scattered. And they pretty much survive within the ruins of uh, ancient arcane's fortresses, which still repel spirits. So it is cool that there's different ways of dealing with this. Um, If you want to be from like a particularly marginalized people, especially within Duskfall, uh, there is Skovland. So it's an island kingdom which is like just across the sea from Duskball. and this is the last like kingdom to be brought under imperial rule. There was a 36-year unity war and that just ended a couple years ago. It is very recent and fresh in people's memories. One of the whole factions is Scuvlander. like Scuvlander refugees. They lost their homes, they're trying to get jobs. And so like they're here seeking new opportunities and are being met with a lot of resistance. And then finally, one of the ones that a bunch of people picked from last time was uh, Chichiros, which is the weird one. Kind of semi-mythical. It's not even on the map. You just see like a train track heading up to the north. So this is far away, like beyond the Northern Void Sea, which is where all those ships go out to get the Leviathan uh, Electroplasm. And everyone says that the people there are part demon, which must be at least a little bit true, because like if you pick this, then you get to create a demonic telltale that marks your character. So those are those are the summaries for that.
1: Did anyone have any preferences for any of the locations ahead of time?
0: And also like this isn't like everybody has to pick a different one. You can pick the same one. I might go Aruvia
3: um, largely because like Lurk plus Desert feels like I'd be living at my Gerudo fantasy. And I'm kind (laughs) of geared for it. So (laughs) That's kind of where I'm I'm leaning right now.
2: I'm leaning a little bit toward uh, Severosi only because I I'm interested in the fact that they don't use the lightning barriers. So I'm curious about like I like the idea of somebody who's maybe whose family has maybe lived in Duskval for a generation or two, but not that long and has connections to a culture that is like very like doesn't think about the world in the same way.
0: Yeah, like literally all it says for Severos is they have like. Of ruins of ancient arcane fortress that still repel spirits Uh, and also that they have ghost hunting horses. I was going to say I see the phrase
2: (laughs) ghost hunting horses in here which is very exciting even though they probably will not come up in (laughs) Duskfall.
0: Yeah like there's no details to this so like you can take that and run with it in different direction like whatever direction you want. Excellent. It is up to your interpretation. As someone
3: who has a horse living in their backyard right now, I'm pretty sure most horses are ghost hunting. Like, horses are kind of (laughs) haunted. (laughs) They can at least definitely see ghosts. 100%.
1: I was thinking from being from Tikoros again, or going with, like, a mercenary bodyguard for a ship on the Dagger Isles before coming uh, back to Okoros. So either of those help with anyone else's backstory.
4: I'm thinking about being from Ticaros again, which I'm, I'm open to other options, but also I don't know if it would bother anybody to be doubled up in,
0: in heritage. Yeah. I mean, like if you have the same heritage, you can talk about like, Oh, do you know each other? Did you like grow up in the same area? Do you know each other's families? I,
5: I was debating pretty hardcore between Skaflun and Akros. Yeah. Which are very different. (laughs) I know. well, it comes from this sim a similar intention, I guess. I don't know. Like, I feel like I would like to be someone who is not an immigrant in the gameplay. But at the same time, it's kind of interesting to go with it.
0: Hmm. Um. Hmm.
5: I think Scotland would would make a a more fun backstory.
0: So okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with that. Yeah, that's the one that really feels like. I guess, like, the foreignness and immigration the most hardcore from the other heritages, just because th- that war was so recent.
1: I think I will go with the the Dagger Isles um, bodyguard route this time.
0: Okay, so everyone's from a different area, which I think is interesting and we will kind of bring up a later question of, like, how did you all get together as a crew? <laughs> uh, so, next is uh, background. So, the playbooks have, like, on the, on the sheet... And I think like further in the book, there's examples like general categories. Oh yeah, it, it is like specifically on the sheet. Some general categories like scholar, but feel free to get a bit more specific with that. Like if you pick noble, how the hell did you end up here in the underworld? Uh, if you pick labor, what kind of labor? would you do?
2: There's uh, when that. Sorry, I'm pulling. I'm pulling up the book. There's a part of me that wants to pick academic and then be, like, former professor of, uh, uh, oh yes, uh, uh, there's this language that is, uh, like, obscure and mostly not spoken except by Ruvians called Hadrathi. I kind of want to be, like, academic, former, like, Hadrathi poetry professor or
0: something, you know? Like There is a whole university. Like, that is, that is an option. <laughs> as
2: has been point, pointed out, I'm perhaps parodying myself a little bit here.
4: The question is, could you, uh, given a combat situation that proved useful for it, be able to quote some sick-ass Hadrathi poetry? <laughs>
2: i mean maybe maybe i will be able to do that i haven't looked at the special abilities yet but maybe there's something in there
0: (laughs) yeah and i think that'll also like lean into a question if you go that route um how'd you go from studying poetry to uh the underworld (laughs) yes (laughs) which like you don't have to answer now like some of these things it could be like you have a general vague idea but no details and that will just come up and play
1: I'll go with uh, labor as the background. Uh, sailor is included in there, and that kind of fits with what I'm going for so far. Okay.
4: I think I'd like to do the trade background. Um, I'm not I'm not sure how I got from there to here, but I think that being the leech, being a, a tinkerer, is absolutely probably just what I was doing professionally, whether it was, I don't know, making stuff, and
0: then now I make stuff, but for crime. <laughs> mm-hmm play to find out what happens also like maybe maybe you'll figure it out like further in uh the character stuff like i don't know say like with friends and and rivals being like oh this is the person that made me lose everything (laughs) yeah i'm also just fulfilling a fantasy of wanting to be a
4: clockmaker so
3: (laughs) i think i'm a noble and i think i was a princess
5: oh (laughs) (laughs) I, yeah, I
3: don't know how I got here yet. Hell I'll figure yeah. it out. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I think I'm a princess. I mean, I know that I am a princess. I think the character <laughs> is a princess.
5: Um, if I were if I was a PI, would, would I be
0: in law or like a private in- investigator? Yeah. So That'll there is law. yeah right in lost, yeah. There there is a whole faction for that. Because like the blue coats are kind of like the cops of Duskfall, but there is uh, where is it? There's the inspectors who are like criminal investigators or criminal inspectors. And so like they have a particular reputation for ethics and integrity, which means that nobody likes them as <laughs> <laughs> uh, like they, they present the evidence for prosecutions. <laughs> I'm sure there's also, like, options for, like, particular, like, private ones, but that is, like, the um, the main, like, faction that is more general. Right.
5: I think it might be interesting
0: if I was that and then I ended up with this crew. <laughs> that could be fun. <laughs> yeah, like, all of the factions would sure like to be able to bribe them, so, like, nobody likes them. Um, okay, yeah, and, like, we could definitely get... Ask, like, come back to, like, more of these character details when we're done with, like, characters and crew to see if you've had any more ideas since then. Okay, so next step is special ability, which all of the descriptions are already there in the playbooks. If you go to, like, the main book, they have suggestions of different builds for, like, different ways to go with the playbooks, but you don't have to go off of those. Um, they put the the first one there as, like, a good default if you're unsure, so, like, if if you really can't pick the first one in any of the playbooks, is a pretty solid option.
5: I know what I want to pick for this one. Hmm. I think I'm gonna pick Ghost Voice.
1: Ooh. Ooh. I like that. Yeah, and I think just bodyguard fits with again what I'm doing here. So. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm I'm trying to pick between the two, like. You still have social. You, you still have contacts in the real world. Choices <laughs> for, the, for the spider. Um, I think I'm going to go with the one that's called weaving the web.
0: Ooh. Uh,
4: I'm gonna take ghost fail. Very enticed by all of these options that include ghost.
5: <laughs> Ooh, I,
4: I like ghost fail.
3: Yeah, it's a really fun one spider has a very hardcore
2: power called ghost contract where if you shake hands with someone and agree to do something you both get like marked and if either of you breaks the contract you get harmed by ghosts (laughs) (laughs) i don't i don't think that's quite right for this character i'm envisioning but it's extremely metal
0: I mean, like considering like some of the other ghost routes, people are going with their special abilities. Like that might be one that, like later, you're just like that actually might be a good advancement given the way this crew's going. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then Whitney, what special ability are you looking at? Uh, I'm going to take venomous. Ooh, always a fun one. Yeah, I also noted uh, on the leech playbook the crafting like what page the crafting information is on. And in that section, there are also descriptions of, like further descriptions of not just the ones that I put for that particular item, but there's a bunch of different poisons, um, other materials. So it might be a cool thing to look over. Awesome, great, thank you. Okay, so next is friends and rivals. So uh, there's like names off to the side on all these Real20s and I put the prompts that are in the book which you don't you obviously like don't have to go off of they're just kind of like starting places and then you can like erase erase it with the details about your like your person so you choose one who is a good relationship and then another one who is a rival or enemy um which like feel free to go into at least a bit of detail uh like you don't have to do like a whole like character profile for them just kind of like who are they to you and that can come out more in play uh, and if you're stuck, we can always circle back after building the crew. And like, I think we're going to, we're going to later talk about like factions and like what storylines and areas of the city people are interested in. So if you want to come back after people are like, oh, I really like going down this route then that's fine. Um, do you keep in mind though, that for the engagement role, if your friend or like the crew contact can provide aid or insight, you get an extra die. But if your enemy or rival interferes, then you lose a die. I would love to circle
3: back to this once we do a little bit more character introduction for mine, at least, because like right now I was thinking about asking Dex if uh, his character wanted to have been hired by my character as a bodyguard, which means I would love to have the same friend as Dex's character.
1: I was thinking the exact same thing when you said I'm a princess. I mean <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I know I've already guarded your ship at least oh, once.
0: 100%. All of the friends are different per playbook, just as a heads up. But like you could also totally like connect those two friends too.
3: Cool. I know um I wasn't sure if you were allowed to like write in individual people or not. I know there's a space to do a write-in at the bottom of it, so I wasn't sure.
0: Yeah, I mean you definitely could. Cool. Okay. So After Friends and Rivals is Vice. So the playbook lists the different types. And then there's also a sheet that I put in the handouts that has Vice purveyors. So you basically have like a particularly favorite place or person to go to to indulge in your vice. Uh, When you pick it, do you remember the experience at the end of a session if you are struggling with issues from your vice? And if you are unsure when you do indulge your vice during downtime... How that happens is you roll with your lowest attribute rating. So basically it is your weakest quality that is the most enthralled device.
1: I think I'm going to have to go with gambling. I feel like that is. I'm going luxury. luxury
0: <laughs> that fits.
1: No question.
4: Uh, I'm going with stupor. Okay. I, th- I think that. That uh, I've 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 tinkered with my own creations one too many times. I think I'm gonna pick obligation. Okay.
0: What particular obligation? Uh, it's like some of the, some of the suggestions are like family, like with heritage or co- former coworkers from your background. That.
5: Like I'm I'm thinking if I'm I'm if I was in law or. P- possibly still am like functioning
0: as a double shift situation, okay, yeah, cause the other option is like since you're from Scotland, like you could also have the obligation of a family and other refugees. yeah, there are probably a lot of chores. <laughs> <laughs> but also like that that could be cool to tie into law of like trying to advocate for for like more rights for your people, right,
5: yeah. Um, I think I'm probably just gonna have like a pretty full schedule, like a day planner. Uh so it's like, yeah, we can we can hit that heist, but let me check my schedule first.
3: (laughs) That's the most relatable
1: character here? All right. (laughs) (laughs) What do you mean a princess isn't relatable?
3: <laughs> for those listening at home, there's been a lot of like fake hair tossing. I have enough hair to do a hair toss. I'm just pretending as if I don't. So
0: <laughs> also Nick, what uh what vice were you looking
2: at? Oh thank you. Yeah, I was <laughs> going to say um uh I I'm leaning toward luxury as the vice for this character. Specifically, they um I th- I think you know there's some of all types in there of all types of luxury in there, but specifically I think clothes. There's a Dunridge and Sons tailoring listed in the vice purveyors that I liked the sound of.
0: Yeah, I definitely put like the vice, the uh the vice purveyor in the sheet too. And uh, yeah, I think the next thing we have is obviously uh name alias and look. Uh what what do you look like? What are you called? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, my character's gonna be named Gabe. Uh, he goes by he, him, pronouns. Um, he's heavily bearded, uh, big, beefy boy, uh, brown skin, green eyes? Question mark? There we go.
0: So just, just, just go, just Gabe, that's it?
1: Just Gabe, he's not a smart boy. Excellent. My name's Gabe, I'm a little, I'm a bit big, but I gotta... Heart of gold, and I will protect you wherever you go. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll work on that. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if that's the voice I'm going to go for.
4: That's a powerful start, though. Um, I'll be playing Wick. Uh, their pronouns will be they/them. Um, uh, in terms of description, uh, Tikarosi descend means they're a little unsettling to look at. Uh, Wick is pale with a complexion that is waxy. That that is waxy in a candle sort of sense um, uh, with ginger hair and uh, wick is going to have actually their right arm right arm um, from just below the shoulder down is going to be a spark craft prosthetic arm hell yeah uh, and i actually have a drawing of wick i did not prepare a prop but i did prepare art so i can Ooh. drop that in the chat
1: Oh yeah, we love a sparkly candle friend.
2: <laughs> Everyone here is really upping the ante on on character preparation.
5: <laughs> uh, I'm going to continue with Ellery Crow, uh, which is also her alias because is that actually her name? We don't know. She's gonna be a pretty good master of disguise. So we're not really actually sure what she looks exactly like. Uh wait, what is Scotland heritage people supposed to look like?
0: I have that. Uh generally pale skinned and with like like fair red hair is what they say. Kind of based on like uh like northern Europe, think like Norway, Sweden, Finland.
5: That checks out. Um I do love a cold weather. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. Okay. Um, I'm going to say, yeah, I'm going to stick to what I just said.
0: Okay. Is there like a, a like a tell, I guess, like a particular like feature that does like carry through with each of these disguises? Um, little flavor.
5: Hmm. Let's say her nose is a little crooked. Okay. And she's got, she's got a weird shaped scar. Okay. Um on her shoulder and she walks with a limp slash is that real? I will write that better. I'm a better writer than I than a speaker, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> and here I am on a podcast, listeners. <laughs> all right
3: uh i am gonna be uh princess Morena alanda graciel valerio of the gray fire line uh she's very tan uh has dark eyes nearly black hair uh and she does have a gray and orange streak uh, that kind of runs like uh right eye back um and that's a familial thing everyone in her family has a gray and orange streak uh from like temple running backwards um she's curvy and often wears very elegant clothing, jewels, etc. Um yeah, and that's
1: Morena there.
0: I like how it just says yeah. uh, Morena C below and it have all that in the notes.
1: <laughs> Yeah, that name is really long, so I'm going to call you Marmar. I hope that's okay. <laughs>
0: I'm sure all that jewelry and ornamentation like won't be at all a problem if anybody if you need to be sneaky at all. I don't think she cares much. I think
3: she's gonna be a problem. <laughs> <laughs> remember how in the one shot I was like, remember how uh I'm gonna be not chaotic in this one? I lied.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> I figured. I I know you, Tess. <laughs> I'm
2: I'm not surprised, but. I think for the spider, I've settled on the name uh, Milos Jeduin. He's uh, alias Needle, and I think he's a like lanky, um, kind of tall, uh, skinny guy. V- very good looking, and of course impeccable clothing all the time. That seems far above his station. Um, and I think he has kind of long hair that's braided or pulled back behind him.
0: There's a lot of fancy people here.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, we have a princess.
4: Dungeons and Drama Nerds is produced by Todd Brian Backus, Percival Hornack, and Nicholas Orbis, and it's mixed and edited by Anthony Serteldin. Our Blades in the Dark campaign features Elliot Peterson as GM, T.P. Huth as Princess Marina Alana Graciel Valerio of the Greyfire Line, Whitney Lane Meltz as Wick, Nicholas Orbis as Milas Jedouin, Dex Fan as Gabe, and Ren Shaw as Ellery Crow. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at dndramanerds. Check out cast bios on our website, dungeonsanddramanerds.com. And tune in next week for another episode of Dungeons and Drama Nerds.